Blog Talk Radio. Here we go, folks. Hey there, welcome to Startup Office Hours. It's that time of the month again. I'm Scott Fox. I'm here to help you with your startup. I've been doing this for a long time, and I turn on the camera here at lunchtime once a month to try to give away as much free information as I can to help the rest of you find success as Internet entrepreneurs. Um, these days, I've been doing this long enough, I call it Internet entrepreneurs. This, this, these days, it's the whole world, right? <laughs> the whole world is turning into entrepreneurship. Uh, online, offline, it's all merging. Uh, we've got AI coming in from the left, crypto from the right. Um, uh, banks collapsing, all kinds of stuff going on. It's nonstop fun here at Startup Land, so I'm glad you're here with me. We're going to be here together for an hour or so, taking questions from those of you who want to join me on camera and share your questions about uh, startup fundraising. That's our primary focus here is helping people raise money so that they can accelerate their success, uh, grow their teams, bring their vision to the world. Uh, we'll also be taking questions about uh, strategy, maybe uh, recruiting co-founders, uh, marketing ideas, growth strategies, building teams, incentivizing teams, all those things that make, um, well, they, they keep us startup founders awake at night. <laughs> That's what this show is about, and I'm happy to have you here. Thanks for joining. If this is your first time here, um, I'm happy to see you. I'm Scott Fox. I'm the CEO of the Startup Council. This is a community organization I started about five years ago to help startups, basically. I'm a serial Internet founder myself. Uh, I've raised money, I've lost money, I've made money, uh, I've invested uh, in many other companies. These days, I'm mostly an angel investor. I spend a lot of my time working with early stage founders all over the world. Uh, I've written these books, uh, let's see, over here, there we go. Well, there's at least the three in the middle, those are the, in English, those are the English versions. The others are foreign translations, so if you're joining us from uh, uh, Japan or Turkey or Poland or uh, Vietnam, thanks for, thanks for being here, happy to meet you. And um, I'm really dedicated to helping more people get access to the Silicon Valley revolution. Uh, I was at Stanford in the middle 90s when the Internet arrived, and it worked out great for those of us who were there. But I've been frustrated for 20-plus uh, years now at how little of that information is freely shared. Silicon Valley has become a real club, and uh, the, the winners keep funding other winners, and that's great. It's a capitalism. I'm a capitalist myself. That's cool. But I think that there are a lot of other people who deserve to play this game. So this, uh, my books and uh, the Startup Council and this show are all efforts to help the rest of you uh, join the party, essentially, right? So happy to hear you, uh, see you, and um, have you here today. So if you have questions, I'll be turning on the chat room in a minute here. Uh, we're going to take questions mostly from those folks on camera. We only have room for 10 people backstage, and it's full already. So um, we'll be take, working our way through those. And then the chat will be coming as well. Um, and, yeah, I see, sorry, guest is trying to join. I'm seeing that multiple times now. So if you're um, having trouble getting in here, let me run through some of our, um, let's see. You can go over here, uh, YouTube. Uh, you, if you can't get in, you can watch the show, uh, youtube.com. That's our YouTube channel. Been running that for a long time. And that's a good way to get, uh, to get going. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a couple disclaimers. This is not legal or financial advice. I'm just some guy you met on the Internet, so uh, take it about that seriously. Doing my best, but your mileage may vary, and it's up to you to kick some ass. I can't do that for you. This session is being recorded, and it's going to be all over the Internet, so don't say anything stupid um, or uh, too confidential, and we'll be happy to help you as much as we can. Uh, most importantly, of course, in the social media world, have you liked and subscribed yet? I'm doing this for free, trying to help you guys and help everybody else. So if you have friends and you'd like to invite them and yourself, please click like and subscribe and all that stuff on YouTube and LinkedIn and wherever you're, wherever you're watching. Uh, speaking of that, 
Uh, can some people let me know uh, if you can hear me and see me, at least backstage folks, can you give me a thumbs up? I can see uh, Muhammad and Matthew and Leanne. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, thank you, Leanne. Kendall and Scott and Larry and Hubert and Brad. All right, cool, perfectly. Cool, nice. Team Scuttlebutt, plausible. <laughs> okay, so there's about 10 in here and about 30 so far online in the larger world. Um, and we're going to have some fun today. Okay, so let's see. Let me just check my notes here, and then we'll get going. Uh, those of you who are backstage, it would be great. looks like you've figured out the private chat. If you could just type in there just the one-liner of what you'd like to talk about, that will help me you know, run the show in a smoother way so we can link the, the common questions together. Uh, and, again, those of you who are trying to get in, uh, the, the uh, backstage is full. So I'm trying to find the other link here. Uh, go over here actually, to Startup Council uh, on LinkedIn, and it should be live on LinkedIn. Are any of you in the backstage on LinkedIn? Yes? Yes, okay, because that's working. Good. We have trouble with that sometimes. Okay. So Henry and Larry and Hubert, you guys, I need you to leave, or I'm going to turn you off, or turn on your cameras, because the backstage is for the camera people, so we can make an interesting visual show for others. Okay, so turn on your cameras if you want to come on. Otherwise, I'll have to move you, because when people are trying to get in backstage to ask questions. Okay. So let me see here. Okay, um, um, a couple more. Join our email list. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Okay. And sorry, guys, doing a lot of things at once here. One of these days we'll get rich and famous and I'll hire a producer. But for now, it's me. You're <laughs> stuck with me. Okay, so speaking of me, that's me. Okay, I'm Scott. Okay, so let's go here. Um, da 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 Okay, I guess that'll be it. So, all right, so let's start with, um, thank you, Larry. Larry's moving over to LinkedIn. Appreciate that, Larry. So I'm going to remove you. That'll let somebody else, no, sorry, there we go. That'll let somebody else in backstage. Uh, whoever was first, looks like we got Prashna. So Prashna, same for you. If you could turn on your camera. I'll be bringing all these folks in in a minute. Um, and, yeah, people keep trying to join. So Henry, uh, sorry, I'm going to have to remove you as well. Let somebody else in. I'm sorry if your camera's not working, bud, but uh, you can type into the chat, okay? So let's, I just want to say hi to everybody. Let's do a quick round table here of who's here. And uh, just tell me real quickly, here's Kendall and Matthew and Muhammad and Scott, you turned off your camera, but if you want to come back and Brad and Hubert, somebody please mute your phone there. Okay, Steve and Steven. Okay, full house today. All right, somebody needs to mute. I'm going to have to mute you all. Who's typing? Hubert, mute your phone. Mute somebody. Brad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Live television, folks. Live. Okay. So, guys, hi. Nice to meet you all. Good to see you. Um, let's go around. Uh, we'll go in the order that I can see you. Can you just give me like a one-liner? This isn't the time to pitch or anything. Just let me know what you want to talk about, and I'll take some notes, and then we'll try to go through them in some logical order, Okay. Does that work? If that works for you. So it uh, looks like um, on my list, there it is. Whatever, somebody just turn back on their, turn that off again, please. Whoever's doing that, please mute. I, don't, I need to hear myself. Okay, so Muhammad. Hey, Muhammad, nice to meet you. Where? Are you, what would you like to talk about? Muhammad, Hello, nice to meet you. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Just real quick, what just, what's your topic? I'd like to know uh, whether typically 1998 before being pitched, 
Um, I would also like to know my best way to do restaurant and advisory to the business model for the and the revenue model. Okay, great. Good enough. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to take you off camera in case that's you that's echoing. Okay, all right. So the next on my list is Matthew. What would you like to ask about, Matthew? Matthew, what would you like to ask about? Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks for having us on. My biggest question is, um, um, technically I'm fine. I am just learning the basics on how to do the fundraising and network and all that. So okay. I am a game in the woods when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm starting. Okay, so you're just here to kind of watch. Okay, cool. Nice. We'd love to do a pitch later. But, oh, a pitch. Okay. Yes, that's right. We, we can do some pitches later. All right, thank you. Nice to meet you. We'll be back. Okay, who's next here? Next to me is Brad. Hi, Brad. Nice to see you. I haven't, I haven't seen you since what, Saturday? Sunday? Yeah, so my question is what do you think about doing a primary raise to fund test marketing for like a short period of time and then do a secondary raise based on the um, the, the, based on the results of the marketing testing, got it. Uh, which could, re, you know, which could, um, you know, increase the valuation uh -huh. as well. So, like a first and second raise, uh, pretty close together. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. That's good. Good. I think you emailed about that. That's a very good question. So we will definitely get to that, uh, given time, of course. Now I'm trying to. Nice to see you. So then I'm going to take you off. You'll be back. Okay. Oh, I think it was you, Brad. The echo went away. So your speakers or something. <laughs> we found you. <laughs> so maybe you can turn off your speakers or put on some earbuds or something. Okay. So who we got left here was um, uh, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too. Um, we built a productivity app. People have done 230,000 tasks, and they finish in 52% of the time. But they estimate. And I wanted some thoughts on where to find productivity hackers who would want this, especially marketing it. Okay, interesting. That's interesting. Okay, good. Thank you. And we'll come back to you, too. And that's a great example, actually, for um, – I'm going to turn on the chat here. Once the people – once I get through everybody real quick, we're going to turn on the chat. It would be a great opportunity for everybody to help each other, right? So I don't necessarily have the answers to any of these questions. I'm kind of a facilitator, really, right? And especially something as specific as what Stephen wants to know, like where to find hackers who might be interested in a productivity app. That's a great way for you guys to help each other. Okay, next up is uh, Hubert. Hi, Hubert. Nice to meet you. Hi. Um, I'm running a SaaS platform to help small and medium-sized businesses to increase their productivity as well. Um, my question is... Um, I've been trying to apply to some uh, incubator programs and accelerator programs, but I couldn't get into like the top 10 ones, uh, but some of the ones that my team and I did get into, they take quite a big chunk of equity and they have a lot of assignments. And as an international founder, I'm trying to get a stamp approval and fundraiser in the US, but do you think like maybe um, second or third tier uh, accelerator programs are worth it? Good. That's a great question too. Man, you guys are on fire today. Awesome. <laughs> okay. We'll come back to that one, too. Thanks for being here. And then left is Kendall. Hello, Kendall. Nice to meet you. I think you need to unmute there. No. Perfect video, though. I can see you. My sign language isn't real good, though. Uh, I don't think it's my side. 
No. And your video is fine. Come back to me then. Okay, fair enough. All right, so let's, we'll come back to Kendall, so see if she can figure out her, um, her audio. All right, so let's go. I'm going to turn on the chat as well. Looks like a bunch of people are here joining us. Please let us know. Say in the chat, like, where you're from. I always get a kick out of that um, to see how, what our reach is, because uh, it is worldwide once we go on Zoom, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know. We fixed the echo, I think. Um, and, yes, and... No. Is this on Zoom also? Hey, Libin, nice to see you. No, it's not on Zoom. This is on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and um, YouTube. So uh, you should be able to find it, youtube.com slash Scott Fox. The URL that's on the screen is probably the easiest one, and you can join us there. Uh, I should say before we go on a, a moment, uh, we do have some supporters here. The first is the Women's Business Center. Women's Business Center is a U.S. government program funded in part by the U.S. government and the California government, at least here in Orange County, California. And the Women's Business Center is a resource, not surprisingly, for women. There's a new director there named Kim Shelton. And if you're in Orange County, California, they'd be happy to hear from you. Um, if you have founder-type issues like this, they do a lot of this, and it's free. So A plus for that, right? Well, it's your tax dollars, I guess, right? But if you're here in Orange County, California. And if you're not, if anywhere else in the United States, there are several dozen women's business centers. They're not like in every town, but there are dozens of them across the states. So you can look up uh, Google uh, Women's Business Center in your town or the big town near you, and you might be able to find one there as well. They're part of, or at least connected with the SBDC, the Small Business Development Corporation. And the Small Business Development Corporation is part of the U.S. Small Business Administration, I think, and they do free consulting for early stage founders. So if that's not a resource you've heard of before, I recommend it. So thanks to the Women's Business Center and Kim and Mike Daniel for their support of these, uh, these meetings. We also should mention that Cake Equity is a sponsor. Oh, I forgot. I have great graphics. You guys, I don't know if you guys have seen these, but this is some new um, augmented reality um, graphics I've been working on to help uh, show our sponsors. Here comes the first one. You ready? Hold your breath. Ta-da. There it is. That's our Women's Business Center of Orange County. Ta-da. We're doing this Star Wars style. Okay, here's the other one. This is Cake Equity. Ta-da. So cakeequity.com. So they are a very cool uh, stock option and capitalization table management platform, cakeequity.com. So if you are an early stage founder and you're trying to figure out how to track your options or issue options to your uh, employees or contractors, uh, you want to manage your capitalization table because you have a bunch of different investors, that can get really hairy, and cakeequity.com is a uh, great service for that. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in the company. I'm a big fan. But as I usually do, I invest in things I believe in, and I see a real need here for this, especially because Cake is actually uh, headquartered in Australia, and so they are global by nature. So a lot of us are doing business with uh, contractors, say, in other countries, or you might be in another country trying to do business in the U.S., and managing your stock options can be a real pain across border. So Cake is a specialist in that. Uh, and there's a discount, actually, on the screen, too, if that's interesting to you. Okay, so let's, um, let's, let me just say hi to the... Um, folks in the chat room for one sec and make sure we're doing this right and then we'll get to our questions. Um, given what you guys told me, uh, Muhammad, if you're still here, um, let's start with Muhammad because his was kind of an intro question. Uh, yeah, he's still there. Great. Okay, Muhammad, you'll be back in a second. Let's just check out what's going on in the chat room in case I messed anything up. Okay, Aurora, Colorado. Hey there. Um, Western Australia. Excellent. Good day. Uh, okay, Julia. Yes, we'll try to get back to that. That's a good one. Turkey. Excellent. You know, some of my books are in Turkish, actually, Nakati, if that's interesting to you. Um, which ones are Turkish? Actually, that one, the red one in the middle. 
Internet Zen Gin Leary. I don't know what that means, but I think <laughs> it must be great. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, SCB Closing, yes, that's interesting. Um, Irvine, California, Brooklyn, New York, Long Island, New York, Lake Forest, California, Boca Raton, Florida, Seattle, Washington. Okay, nice, uh, nice to meet you all. And we got through the echo. Um, listening, learning. Okay, another Seattle. Okay, okay, good. All right, just want to make sure there wasn't anything blowing up. And there's uh, Yuri checking in from Berlin. Excellent. And Zach from Los Angeles. All right. Okay. Sorry, guys, lots of preamble, but now we'll get to the meat of this and try to get going here. And Muhammad is going to come on. We're actually going to talk about something significant here. Okay. Hi, Muhammad. Nice to meet you. Where are you? I'm in Aliso Viejo, California. Okay, so you're nearby. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so um, I apologize for making you repeat yourself, but can you give us uh, your question again for everybody watching? That's okay. So the uh, question that I uh, asked first was, um, and, and I'm asking this because I'm new to the whole entrepreneurial space. Um, I have background in sales, uh, furniture sales. And uh, the question is, um, do investors typically sign NDAs before they're, you know, that, you know, um, a pitch is delivered to them for confidentiality purposes? Sure. And the answer, that's a quick one. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, at least and, if you're... If you're how, how, if, how would the uh, person protector their business model, if that's the case, let's say something there's something that does not exist anymore. Yeah. The real issue is who you're talking to. So if you're talking to professional investors, somebody like me, I can't sign NDAs, right? Because I talk to too many people. So um, the odds of your idea being as original as you think are actually pretty small, no offense. But there are millions, actually billions of people are entrepreneurs these days, right? So there are really, really there's just too much deal flow and we can't stop and hamper our flexibility. So your, your defense for that is that you only talk to people that you trust and you figure out how to parse out your secret sauce in small teaspoon sized measures, right? So you don't walk in and say, you know, here's everything. You say, I'm kind of doing this. And then if they seem credible and you kind of, you build a relationship. And actually that's what leads to money anyway, is the relationship. But professional uh, investors will not sign NDAs. We just can't. Uh, if somebody will, that suggests perhaps that they don't do this as much as I do, for example, or most professional investors do, um, sure. which may or may not be a good thing, right? If that means it's your uncle and he's ready to give you a million bucks, then cool, sign an NDA, right? I mean, that's, it's up to you, right? It's your yeah. business. You can do what you want. But if you approach a, a venture capitalist and ask them to sign an NDA, they will probably just delete the email. So there you go. Sure. Yeah. And, and, then, and then the uh, second question I had was, how would you attract someone um, – as an investor or potentially an advisor to assess your business model, assess the credibility, viability, assess the P&L, and assess the um, revenue model? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, too. And any of you who have suggestions uh, for Muhammad, go ahead and put them in the chat as well. This is a group, uh, group activity, right, interactive. Uh, well, investment and advisors, that whole that whole lane of discussion is based on relationships. So I think the best way to do that is to get out to events and meet people, to attend things like this and express your interest in advisors, you know, just uh, in case anybody wasn't paying attention, Muhammad may be interested in advisors, <laughs> right? I mean, there you go, right? So, so if there's somebody listening, maybe they'll contact you, right? 
uh, it's generally better to go to a targeted location or event to find higher quality people than just broadcasting in general. But who knows? You know, you never know who's watching. A lot of my friends who are investors are watching. Maybe they have an interest in it. Was it did you say mattresses? Is that your thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. So that's kind of unusual, right? Maybe there's somebody listening with a furniture background that can help you. So uh, the other thing to do is to go to mentorship programs. There are official programs out there. Uh, I think it was Hubert wanted to talk about incubators. So obviously you're probably aware of incubators and accelerators. You can go look at those. But in between, almost every geography these days has groups where you can go and pitch and meet and consult and mingle. Here in Orange County, we have the Orange County Startup Council, which I run. We just had Irvine Tech Week, which is a big thing, hundreds of investors and people at that sort of thing. And, and most ecosystems are trying to do something like that. And there may be uh, government agencies as well, uh, city, county, state uh, agencies like the SBDC or the Women's Business Center that I mentioned earlier. Local universities are a great place to find mentors and angel groups, and they often have incubator programs as well these days. So basically, Google is their friend. Um, go find them. Try to uh, – I wouldn't cast too wide a net because you have a very specific niche, right? You're not interested in people who have space tech expertise or something, right? You want – it sounds like I, don't, I just met you, but, you know. I, I actually do because what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a way where people will be able to navigate through our, a platform in order for them to privately test mattresses. Okay. Interesting. And, then, and that does not exist anywhere. Right, right. Okay. Well, that's and, nice. and the idea is for people to have the confidence, confidence that they otherwise don't have by going to a regular showroom or just buying a mattress off the internet. Right. And if they can't test the product. Yeah, mattress, mattress sales are a pain, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That is the problem that we're trying to solve. Yeah, yeah, right for disruption. Yeah, okay. Well, I hope to see you at some local events um, and certainly get on. I put up the, uh, the uh, Chiron there for the, our newsletters. If you're not on them, please join. Um, and I uh, hope this is helpful. We'll, See you Thank again. You. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thanks. All right, so up next, let's see who we got here. Let me just check the chat room um, for a quick sec here. What else have I missed? Uh, Massachusetts, Huntington Beach. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, so next up, let's talk. So, Brad, I want to talk about your question, but that's more an advanced question. Let's talk about Matthew wanted to pitch, so we'll do some pitches later. So if you want to try that. Oh, hey, Kendall, did you get your mic working? Let me bring you back on and see if you can. Let's just test. Can you hear me? Hey, there we go. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. I, I definitely should have checked that beforehand. I'm not used to this platform. Yeah, no worries. What, what is it that you wanted to talk about? Um, international investors. What I'm doing, uh, my, I have a startup. We're still in the pre-revenue phase. Okay. But I want to invest in property specifically in Japan. The mm -hmm. problem is when I go through the local investors and here at Utah, it seems nobody wants to touch international real estate. Mm -hmm. And some other advisors I've gotten have told me to just try to find more local funding in Japan, but that seems like a difficult thing to do. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, well, we'll come back to that. That's a little more uh, second-level sort of question. Glad you got your mic working, though. <laughs> that helps. Okay, so let's talk to – let's go to – let's go to Hubert. Where's Hubert? There's Hubert, actually. There we go. Okay. All right, Hubert, and goodbye to Kendall. We'll be back later for Kendall. Okay. Hi, Hubert. So you have – so sorry to make you repeat yourself, but go, go ahead and give us the lowdown again and just uh, and introduce your question for everybody, please. Yes. Um, so I run a SaaS platform for small and medium-sized businesses, uh, and I, my team and I got into some incubator programs. Some of them invest a little bit of money 
but usually they take a relatively large uh, chunk uh, from the company. And they also say that um, we will, you know, give you a lot of uh, work assignments to work on. I've been working on it for two years now, um, so I'm not, I still definitely have a lot to learn, but I'm not a total newbie as well. But I'm, you know, as an international founder, I'm just wondering, uh, is it worth it to go through uh, these uh, type of incubator programs? Since this is a public event, it may not be a good idea to share their names, <laughs> but they are not like the YC or uh, tech stars. Yeah, okay, that's that's a very interesting question, and I, I share your concern, and I think it's you're smart to be wondering, right? Because uh, there's a, a cost-benefit trade-off for sure. Where are you? Where are you, by the way, geographically? I'm in Hong Kong. Yeah, that's right. You said you were international. Cool. Nice, to, nice to meet you. Um, okay, so I think the answer is obviously, and you know this, it depends, right? <laughs> At some level, right? So the top accelerators clearly put you on a fast track, just as if going to Harvard or Stanford Business School or something, right? It's it, it's an accelerator, literally. Uh, the second and third tiers are kind of like your second and third and fourth tier colleges. Are you still going to get a good education? Perhaps. you got to do your due diligence. Um, is the brand name is strong going to help you in other ways? Probably not. So I agree with your concern. I validate your concern of doing all the work and giving up equity uh, and not necessarily getting something external out of it. So there are two things that I would look at in terms of the, the values. One is the internal result in terms of your education. Like what can you actually learn, right? Is this, I don't know, like I said, space tech earlier, you know, if you're a space tech thing and this is a space tech specific incubator, they may not introduce you to anybody, but you might actually learn a lot, right? So there's always that, the intrinsic value of the education itself. That's hard to gauge until you get in there, of course. Um, the other piece is the relationships, and this is where even third-tier incubators can be really valuable because presumably there are people involved there. You know, an incubator is not a money-making operation, usually, well, usually, <laughs> ideally, um, or if they are charging, they're charging, you know, kind of at a cost level. Like, we charge for a lot of our services, but I keep them at cost just so I can keep them running, right? It's not a big profit-making thing. Um, so if you can find incubators or accelerators who have the right motivation, they probably have staff and volunteers and advisors who are the network that you would want to, want to find. Because if you're going to raise money, it comes down to relationships. The days of pitching an idea to strangers and getting a check are long gone, if they ever existed, honestly. Uh, so I would dig, dig in deep to the relationships that they have. And then here's the key, and this is the piece that a lot of um, the people that I've mentored and worked with and companies I've invested in, uh, Check references. I mean, this sounds obvious, but a lot of people get kind of, you come into a presentation and they throw around a bunch of big names and it sounds great, but you got to check the references, right? Because, so there, was, there used to be an incubator I knew that would bring uh, founders in and they would put up this slide with like, it was very small print because they had like 60, you know, columns and columns of names. Like these are all the founders, uh, sorry, funders, the VCs that we've worked with and the corporate venture arms we've worked with and the angels. It was like this long, long list. But if you dug into it, because one of my companies ended up going in there, um, they were very well-intentioned. But if you actually ask, well, when's the last time you talked to that venture capital firm, right? It turned out, oh, that was like six years ago, and it was only in this context. And it wasn't really, you know, you know what I mean? It wasn't like they're just like, hey, oh, oh, good company. I'm going to write you a check. It wasn't like this buddy relationship. It was like they met them a couple times, right? So that checking of references can really make a difference. And it's um, – it's both on the investor side, but also I would talk to the other founders in the program. Ask them 
it, it's perfectly legit, you know, and if they won't give you references, obviously, big red flag, right? Uh, so that's what I would do. And it's really hard to judge until you're in there. But I agree and validate, like I said, you know, if you're doing a lot of work and giving up equity, it's worth doing some due diligence. And I think it's, it's not as easy to raise money now as it was a couple of years ago. But this is still your life and your company. And you don't have to kiss ass or bend over in an uncomfortable way to, mm-hmm. you know, accommodate anybody else, right? So just because they, you know, and especially for-profit incubators and stuff, you might just be a number on a spreadsheet to them, right? And the person you're talking to might be a, a consultant, which really means a salesperson, and they're, you know, going to charge you five grand, and that person gets four grand of it, right? You paid their rent for the month, right? So that, again, this is capitalism. That's cool, but you should be clear, and it's okay to ask what their motivations are and, you know, what that's going to end up uh, meaning for you in terms of your equity uh, versus the services you get. How's that? Is that Thank helpful? You so much. Yeah. Very helpful. Thank okay. you so much. Cool. Great. Well, nice to meet you. I think you might be the first. I don't think we've had too many people from Hong Kong. So please tell your friends. It'd be great Great to have you back. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, and by the way, everybody, you can go ahead and put your company URLs or um, whatever email address, whatever you can all meet each other here, right? I'm, like I said, I'm just, I just called the meeting. You're all welcome to talk to each other. Uh, we have a great community that shows up for these events, and uh, they're from all over the world, which is really fun. One of the few benefits of that crazy-ass pandemic was that we can meet people, you know, like Hubert in, in uh, Hong Kong and Kendall in Utah and uh, Muhammad here in Southern California, right? You guys can all connect and find people based on your interests and your shared values rather than just uh, that you happen to bump into each other working at the same Starbucks. Okay, so let me just check in with the chat room again here. Let's see. Talking, doing a lot of talking here. Let's see. I guess that's my job, right? Uh, let me invite you again to sign up on the email list. Okay. So, um, okay, a couple quick ones here. Um, there's Yui. Hey, Yui. Nice to see you. Uh, Roxanne, get some angel investors in Orange County. Yeah, we're all here. There's lots of us. Look at techcoastangels.com uh, or the Cove Fund. Go to the start, ocstartupcouncil.org, and we have a directory of all those folks. So come on down. Get on that email list too. Uh, let's see. Hey there, Gerard. Jafet, may you share a little bit about myself? I did that, Jafet, but I just, uh, um, I'm a serial internet entrepreneur. I'm an angel investor mostly these days. I'm part of Tech Coast Angels. I've written these books back here. I'm uh, the chairman of Stanford Angels here in Orange County. I, um, yeah, I work with a lot of startups, <laughs> and I do this for fun and for volunteer work uh, because I love founders and I love entrepreneurship. I'm a serial entrepreneur myself, and I do this because I think that entrepreneurs are the best force for good that we have in the world. Politicians are messing things up. So I'm doing this to try to get everybody rowing in the same direction. Uh, If we all work together, I think we can improve the world. And uh, history proves that to be true. And I hope that you're here to join the army that I'm building. We'll uh, we'll all get together and uh, make some better things happen. Uh, Okay. Okay, yeah, good. You guys asking some questions of each other. Good. Oh, there's some email addresses. Okay, cool. Help each other. Okay, cool. Sorry. All right. So it's trying to keep everybody involved here. Next, we're going to talk to, let's see, we talked to Muhammad and, um, okay, Stephen is up next, I think. And if anybody wants to, let's see, who's backstage now? 
how many people we got back there? Got some new folks, I think. And they make these little scroll bars so tiny. So Andrew and Prashna and Madi. So if you guys, uh, you're backstage. So Andrew and Prashna and Madi, if you could turn on your um, cameras. And Prashna, I see your camera. Um, but you can t uh, type into the, um, uh, into the little chat box just kind of what you want to talk about. And I can see it and bring you on in appropriate order. So where did Stephen go? Did we lose Stephen? Oh, okay. Well, Stephen's gone. Cool. Uh, probably had to get lunch. Okay. So, all right. Well, then let me bring you other folks, the new folks on, so I can prioritize you. Um, let's see. Andrew. Hey, Andrew, can you turn on your camera? And there's Prashna. Hey, Prashna. Nice to meet you. Where are you calling from? Prashna, you got to unmute. There we go. Hi. Hi. I'm from Irvine, California. Oh, Irvine, you're right around the street. Uh, okay. Yeah. And oh. I want to know more about how do I start up, how do I go about getting investors, angel or seed investors okay. uh, business. Okay, that's fine. We can do that for sure. Um, hang on, and we'll be back to you in a minute. And then Andrew. Hey, Andrew, didn't I meet you this weekend? Yeah, we met, we met on the uh, Orange Policy Technique. Yeah, right. So. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you again. <clears throat> yeah, I, all my uh, products uh, were self-funded, uh, so and bootstrap. So and uh, raising money is quite an interesting topic to me and new one. So I'm here to understand how to start from the beginning, from seed round, and uh, whom to talk, uh, uh, what the benefits we can get from accelerators and so on, and what to choose, uh, what to choose to join, and what opportunities that we have around the Orange County and within the Orange County. Okay. So it's quite wide. Okay. Hopefully you can share something. Okay, great. Well, keep listening. Did you hear what we just talked about with uh, incubators with uh, Hubert? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, that's uh, probably the overview. Um, okay, and we'll come back to you. Okay, so, all right, so Stephen's going, Andrew. So let's, let's see. Well, let's... Um, Sorry, we're going to go back and forth here a little bit. How about, well, Prashna, let's, well, let's get to Brad. I know Brad has got a, a deep question here, and this maybe this will inform some of you other guys uh, in terms of the, okay, Brad, you're echoing. I, I can't bring you on like that. There's, we need you to, sorry, my friend, if, if I can hear every word. Can you put in some earbuds or something? Yeah, something. It's, right? Am I right in the chat room? You guys hear that? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. So if you can figure that out, wave at me. I can see you, but I got I can't talk. Yes, Brad is the echo. Oh, well, I can hear you, but I can hear myself talking back, and so does everybody else. So it's your speaker. Yeah, it's your your speaker. So okay, so just wave at me when you uh, think you might have fixed that. Okay. Okay. So Prashna, so there we go. We'll go back to you. <laughs> okay. So. All right, so um, you're new to, uh, w well, what are you working on? Like what, what kind of money or, or concept are you trying to incorporate, or where are you? Yeah, so um, I'm working on, uh, it's a service industry for seniors, trying okay. to do uh, errands or personal shopping. Okay. And um, I'm not, I'm, everything's online right now. I'm, I'm set up, but I'm not making money. I'm trying to get, you know, ahead, and I'm trying to get some uh, investors. I don't know how to go about doing that. Okay. So is this a, um, 
a service startup in the sense of people running around physically, or is it more software? Or what, what do you mean by service? It's, it's more uh, both. It's a bit of both. Okay. It helps seniors okay. uh, uh, with shopping and uh, online shopping, etc. Okay. Um, okay. The reason I ask is because um, tech companies have kind of a different path than real-world companies, right? Um, we talk mostly about tech companies here, not real-world companies, but it sounds like you're kind of a hybrid, kind of a TaskRabbit sort of concept. Is that you familiar with TaskRabbit? Yeah, okay. Okay, have you incorporated yet? Yes. Okay, and where are you, and are you thinking you want to raise money? Is that your, the genesis of it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you have any idea how much or when? No, I, I totally uh, okay. am lost. Okay, brand new, okay. Okay, so let's, let's give it a crash course then, and hopefully this is helpful to some of the rest of you. And you can also, uh, if, if I miss something, you can put it in the, uh, in the chat room for her as well. And let me just reiterate this. This is not qualified legal or financial advice. <laughs> just making this up as we go. Okay. Um, let's see. Sorry, let me, I'm just trying to get the right chirons on here while I'm talking. Uh, let's see, how about that one? Uh, oh, actually, let me talk about this for a second. Next. Wednesday, two Wednesdays from now, the 12th, April 12th, we're going to be doing one of these live as a masterminds workshop. And this is what I've done for many years where we get 30 or 40 of you, but everybody comes on camera, more like a big Zoom call, and everybody talks to each other, and it's free if you bring a question, that kind of thing, and I introduce everybody to each other, and it's really a lot of fun, and those last like two or three hours sometimes. Uh, so if that sounds interesting to you, we do them in person, and they're a blast, but we got started doing them during uh, the pandemic online, and people have been asking me to do that. So uh, please uh, think about that. You can the, you can find it on um, Eventbrite or Meetup, and if you're on our mailing list, make sure you get on the mailing list. Okay, sorry. So that was a quick commercial there because I'm just trying to do so many things at once. Okay, so perhaps I wanted to know about how to get started. So if you're really, really brand new to this and you just have an idea, the first thing, and you think you're going to raise money. So first of all, don't raise money unless you have to. The media portrays raising money as some kind of victory, but really raising money, equity money, means you're giving away something that you could own, right? So it's not, the media celebrates raising a venture round as though that were an exit, and that's not the same thing. An exit is when you sell the company, now you're really rich, right? If you are raising money, you're giving away pieces of your future. So if you don't have to raise money, don't. So I don't know if that applies to you, um, but I'll keep going. So if you are going to raise money, and it's uh, equity money as opposed to debt, right, because debt you get a loan from a bank or your credit cards or something, that usually requires ongoing revenue. And if you're brand new, you don't have any revenue yet probably. So you're talking about equity. So equity means you're talking to angel investors or venture capitalists, people who put in money for a piece of your company. These days, most of those folks don't invest unless you already have a business up and running. There's so much competition. The globalization of opportunity that the Internet has brought means that everybody with an idea is trying to raise money at the same time. So those of us who are investors really are, can afford to be a lot more picky. And I think you need to figure out how to get going and prove that this thing has some legs, that there is demand, that people will pay you for the service. It's, it's solving such a painful problem that people are willing to pay. And that can be really hard to do. It's a chicken and egg. They call it the cold start problem, right? You don't have any customers, but you don't have any service and you can't pay for it. Yeah, that, that's the reality, unfortunately. So uh, generally at this point, early stage founders start with uh, money from their own savings or friends or family or credit cards. I, I ran up over $100,000 with a credit card bill with my first company, uh, lost it all. Um, this is a long time ago. 
back when $100,000 was a lot of money. <laughs> um, so uh, not trying to be negative, but you are at the hard part, yes. And if it feels hard, you're right. Uh, you want to have, if you're going to raise money, a couple other quick points. If you're going to raise money from U.S.-based angel investors or venture capitalists, these days the, you want to have a C-Corp, uh, which is headquartered in Delaware. That's the, the standard. The, the industry has condensed or consolidated on that as the standard. It will make your money, money raising a lot easier. Can you raise money with a California C-Corp or other things? Yeah, of course. But if you want it to be easy, that's not the piece you want to get stuck on. Uh, LLCs do not work. That's not uh, a share ownership structure that scales for investors. And then I would start going, as I've said a couple times already, I would start going to events either virtually, like the masterminds we're going to have uh, in a couple weeks on Wednesday, or uh, in person. If you're here, I think you said you were here in Irvine. So come to my events. We, uh, we had just had Irvine Tech Week just ended yesterday uh, on Sunday. And we had hundreds of investors and entrepreneurs all together at the Great Park and um, at UCI and uh, get out there and mingle and it's kind of like learning a language. You need to learn a couple words at a time, and then you figure out, you know, how to order in a restaurant and how to ask where the bathroom is, and, and then you gradually get better. Uh, and the only way to do that is just as with a language. You've got to spend time with those people and and talk to them. Um, I don't know. Is that helpful? <laughs> it's kind of abstract. <laughs> yeah? Okay. I think you're you're muted. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, good. Well, I hope that's helpful. And that's what the Masterminds workshops are for, for sure. Um, trying to find if I have one here. I was going to show you the logo because it's a pretty distinct logo. Well, anyway, you can find it, mastermindsoc.org, uh, for everybody, actually. I should put that in the, uh, in the chat. Okay, well, nice to meet you. Hope to see you in person sometime. Thank you. Right. Okay, let me put that in the chat, everybody. Just, this is the, uh, come on, there we go, master. Mindsoc.org. This is the website for uh, the Masterminds workshops that I was talking about. And if you get on our emailing lists uh, or if you uh, found us through Meetup or something, these will all be posted. We just announced that April 12th date uh, about an hour ago. Like that was uh, what I was doing before I came on the air here. All uh, right. So let's. Um, okay. So let me look in our chat here again. Okay. Okay. Matthew has, okay, that's a good question. Hold on, Matthew. Let's see. He got more specific there. Okay. Um, okay, there he is. Matthew. Okay, so there he focused his question. Let's talk about that for a second. And real quick, if um, Brad, if you've got your uh, audio fixed, turn on your camera again, and I'll bring you back. And Prashna, we did Prashna, okay. Okay, hey Matthew, where are you? Sure, uh, I'm actually down here in Long Beach, so not too far away from Okay, you. all right, nice to meet you. All right, so shoot, what do you got? Um, so yeah, so uh, what we've been working on is uh, a small robotics project. We've got the prototypes done. We've got a good uh, market following, um, really good social media response. Um, the challenge that I'm having is, get, you know, like you said, cold start. Um, you know, we've got a lot of things to show that this is a good thing to invest in. We're about ready to launch our Kickstarter, but to do that properly, I need a little bit of seed funding, and I'm just having that disconnect with, you know, people want to see the sales already. Yep. And uh, definitely wanted your insight on that. 
Yeah, well, you heard it. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that just this fact. Um, hardware in particular is difficult, and this is true both for um, robotics-type industrial and, and physical product-type stuff, but also in the medical device area. We see a lot of this in, with medtech stuff, right, because they're trying to create something from nothing, and you just, you've got physical parts, right? That's why software is so much easier. So, um, yeah, I don't have any clever advice for you. I have two, uh, I guess I do, uh, maybe clever, you can judge, but I have two ideas. So one is that all of you are probably facing a similar problem in some respect to Matthew in terms of finding fundraising. So I, we actually built a website. Um, I was going to talk about this later, but here comes another clever graphic. Um, this is a directory. There, can you see that? Startupinvestorsdirectory.com. So we went and we found, um, so far we've got over a thousand investors listed in there, and we're, I'm trying to collect a big, transparent, accessible, affordable resource so that people can search for investors. And what's different about this is that it actually there's 28 or 48 I mean, categories. So you can search for hardware investors, you can search for space, biotech, women founders, black founders, immigrant founders, international founders. Uh, you know, every, you know, ad tech, marketing, everything. So you can drill down and then also by stage, pre-seed, seed, A, B, C, um, and you can really look around. So any of you that are looking for investors, um, it's not free because I have to pay to keep it updated and pay my staff, uh, but this is a trial code, SID launch. Um, so there, if that's helpful to anybody. So that's the thing. Um, and it's still kind of in beta. It's not perfect. So I'd love your feedback. And it, but it's, and it's going to just get bigger, right? We've got over a thousand investors now and I'm aiming for like 6,000. Uh, so that's the thing. Okay. The other one is here in Orange County, there's actually a new venture firm that specializes in hardware. Uh, and they're a sponsor of ours at the Orange County Startup Council. And I, I always screw up their name. Um, it's basically, it's, it's Sam, are you here? There's <laughs> a guy named Sam. Um, he might be in the chat room. I can't see everybody, but, uh, it's called, Either FP, yeah, it's FP, that's what it is, first principle, FP Solutions, and I think it's .vc, and they're based in, like, Orange or Santa Ana, and they are literally brand new, and they are looking for hardware startups. Um, so uh, they haven't invested yet that I know of, They're but that's perfect for you if you're here in Huntington Beach. So that's a thought. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and also, since you're local, make sure you get on the Orange County version of the email list and um, – the uh, direct investors directory there might be helpful because that's just specific to Orange County. This one is, this is global. Um, so, yeah. okay. So there. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Nice to meet you. Hope to see you at an event one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be a little bit more present at those because I need to get out of the lab. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> that's right. Cool. So that was Matthew from Huntington Beach. All right. Um, okay. So, um, Time for Kendall. We talked to, okay, so, all right, we're getting here, aren't we? Um, so, Kendall, I think it's time for you, unless Brad is, let me just check on Brad, because that was a, there you go. Okay, Brad, let's try you again. Let's see. Okay, is this any better? That is way better, right? Okay, great. Everybody? Yes, okay, thumbs up from Hubert. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good. Cool, all right. So, so now, Brad is a local founder I met recently. I don't forget where we met. Oh, at that event in Garden Grove, right? Um, and he's got a cool, well, you, you talk, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so we have an online uh, vacation rental marketplace, and, uh, and we also saw you at the uh, Irvine uh, Tech Week. Right, as well. that's right. Yeah. That's cool. 
So yeah, anyway, so my question is, uh, we're looking to do an initial raise for a marketing trial and then an immediate follow-up round uh, with then a higher valuation based on the revenue from that marketing trial. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about that strategy? Right. I think it's a good idea if you can pull it off. The trick is that everybody in the market right now is scared. And they, whether they admit it or not, nobody's sure what's going on. So um, how big are these rounds that you're thinking about? Uh, yeah, I mean, the first one is under a million, uh -huh. um, probably more like 750. Okay. Um, and then and the follow-up one would be, you know, much more than that. Right. Basically to scale based off of the, um, the numbers that we have. Right. Like, can, like a... Like turn a, $1 into 10, um, then we can say, hey, look, we can turn $1 into 10. Yeah. Well, investors like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So... Uh, 750 and then probably three or five million or something, right? Typical yeah, trajectory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay. So first first thought is 750 is a really hard number because it's too big for angels and too small for venture firms. So okay. we'll think about more like 300 if you can, uh, and and then three or five, you know, is full on, you know, VC type level of money. Angels tend to do 25, maybe 50 grand a piece. So if you get 10 of those together, that's 250 or maybe three, 350. That's about as much as you're going to get from most angel groups. And beyond that, it just becomes crazy because you're trying to manage like 25 people at 20 grand a piece. And it's like, ah, right. So it just becomes operationally difficult, if nothing else. Um, so I would think about that as one thing. So and then, then strategy wise, what you're suggesting is what I recommend to founders at your position because you need some money to prove your case and then, of course, you'll go big. And you don't want to dilute yourself too much. You don't want to bring in a million dollars now or two million dollars now and give away half the company because you want to keep a significant ownership percentage for yourself. This is a, a thing that a lot of uh, early stage founders miss is that every time you bring in money, not only are you giving up ownership, but you're actually giving up control and well, that's what ownership is, I guess, right? You're, you're, you're giving away pieces of your future, essentially. So um, I'm a big advocate for not raising any money uh, unless you have a really good deal and then you should call me, right? So there's that. But um, so, um, so what you're doing, I think, is the right strategy for three years ago. Right now, things have changed a lot. And I literally was uh, on the phone earlier this morning with friends uh, from uh, Angel Group I belong to, and, and they're thinking about maybe changing the criteria, just telling people, we will not even consider investing in you unless you have traction, uh, meaning sales, like actual significant revenue. Uh, and by significant, I mean at least a few thousand a month, say, and ideally more. Um, but also that you have a clear path to your next round. Because these days raising a half a million or even a million isn't going to carry you very long with inflation and everything. Even if you had a million dollars, most people aren't going to run for a year, maybe two, right? Even if you stretch it to three, um, you're going to be running really lean and you're not growing as fast as anybody would like. So it's kind of a rock and a hard place situation. The problem is, Brad, I don't know that you have a choice, right? So um, I'm, I don't know if this is helpful and maybe I'm just talking out loud and helping you think it through too as well. But I think you'll get better traction from, I would look at what you're going to do with the money. The key for everybody here is when you're, here's a big one actually, this is going to be in my next book. When you try to raise money, don't just ask for money and don't just put up one of those stupid pie charts that says, we're going to spend your million dollars, whatever it is, 40% um, on marketing, 30% on people, and 30% on development. 
No shit. <laughs> That's what everybody does, right? Attach, here's, here's the answer. Attach it to milestones, right? So if you say we're going to take your million dollars, and with that, 300000 we're going to hire these two people who mean we're going to attract 14 more customers, which, it, which leads to uh, $2.8 million in gross revenue, which leads to this much EBITDA. If you can draw that line, that's what investors want to see. So if you can take your 750 and maybe dial it down to, I'm just picking numbers here, 300, say, um, but figure out exactly what you could do for that so that it looked like it was achievable, that at the end of that, say, you know, it's 300 grand in six months, for example. We're going to have hit this milestone, this milestone, this milestone, and therefore the answer to your question, this investor, is um, we think we'll be in a good position to raise because we can show that this converts and we've figured out our customer acquisition cost, the lifetime value of the customer, and that if we, like you said, if we spend a dollar, we get 10 back. We did that with 300, now give me 3 million, and we'll turn it into 30. That's the kind of discussion you want to have, as you know. But, but I, I, what I'm driving at is I think the 750 number is going to be hard. Um, if it was smaller, you'll give up less stock anyway, although you might have to lower the valuation also just to get people on board. So there's a game to be played there. Um, and then hopefully it gets you to some place in, say, 18 months where you get that bigger check. That, yeah, that was, that, that was actually going to be a follow-up question because it was really more like, okay, if I, if I raise that amount of the sun, or if it's a whatever, like to the end of the year. But if I need to do a three-month test, I can just focus on that three-month amount that I would need, yeah. and then that would, you know, that would lower the amount. Um, if, if you actually answered the question, that I was going to ask. Okay. Uh, so as a follow-up, then, then would, um, it, in the deck, then would I say, okay, hey, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do with the line going all the way through. But ultimately, here is the here's the plan. This is this is what I am planning on doing. Uh -huh. First, this is the first raise. This is what we're going to validate. This is the second raise. This is what we use the funds for, etc. It is. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's the idea for sure. And and ideally, you'd even have, you'd say again, continue. You know, draw the conclusion, which is this 300 led to these results which we think will lead to the raise of $3 million, you know, in X months. And these are the kind of people we're targeting. Because we've proved X, Y, and Z, we think that we can get money from these VCs, or you know, we, these people have been active in this space, or these strategic partners, or we're going to exit by being bought by these people, right? Like, like help us think through, right? Like, show us the, the goal line, <laughs> right? Um, and people rarely do that, right? They... they Kind of just, like I said, they, they say, give me your money and here's a pie chart. Like, okay, thanks, you know. Um, and if the easier you make it for people to invest, the more likely they are, right? And that's just common sense. Um, the other thing I would, um, I would try to work on partnerships that demonstrate that traction, right? So I've, you'll, you'll think in this anyway because the mile, milestones are with these kind of partners or with these kind of investors, you know, people that add more than just, just to check if you can, because at this stage, you can get a two-for-one if you have advisors or investors who are from that industry, right? If you could get one of the founders of Airbnb to invest, even if it was $5,000, you know, like, it's like, okay, that kind of validation, you can get a two-for-one if you're, if you're lucky. Yeah, okay. No, it's great. Thank you so much. Okay, yeah, nice to see you. Looking forward to hearing uh, more about your success. Yeah, for sure. Okay, thanks, Brad. Okay, so who else we got here? Oh, so Kendall, there's Kendall. Yeah, okay, Kendall. Oh, sorry, let me see you later, Brad. <laughs> and uh, cool. Okay, 
So Kendall, so you um, want to talk about international real estate. So tell us a little yeah. more about that. It's kind of in a complicated uh, finance situation. We're delaying incorporating because we need to get more seed money to get more properties to justify having full-time staff. It's kind of a complicated process because we're going to incorporate in Japan. And, yeah. Um, so for money, I've looked into local banks, and I've also looked into meeting with investors, but whenever I talk to investors, it seems they're very gun-shy about international real estate. So I'm having trouble finding some good partners. Yeah. So, so unpack that a little for me, if you would. So why would you incorporate in Japan and not here? Okay. Uh, sorry. That's for several reasons. Um, so a lot of our staff is going to end up being Japanese for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. Also, we're aiming for a couple of government incentives that will pay for a third of the property mm. and also pay Japanese for government incentives. incentives. Um, yeah, so there's yeah, really government to do it. But, but Japanese government, not U.S. government. Yes, Japanese okay, government. Okay, uh-huh. And also really good rate on, um, good rate on loans in the future. Okay. Well, okay. So I don't. This is obviously you thought this through, and you just met me. So I don't know. I don't know. I have yeah, any con- I don't have it's any. It's a complicated question, but I've been yeah. to lots of events, the shamelessly networks. Um, uh-huh. It's not only money we need, but I need to find people. I need to find somebody in specifically in this country that can help me and that I trust because I'm going to have to give them about twenty to thirty thousand dollars in capital investment in their personal bank account uh-huh. that I need to make sure that they're not going to run away with. Right. Okay, so like I said, I don't know the whole story here and it's obviously a complex one that you've thought through. But my first question slash suggestion would be US investors don't want to invest in Japan, full stop. That's just not it doesn't strike me as a likely prospect to be honest. I mean I wouldn't do it. Um but could you set up a an entity here in the United States that owns the Japanese subsidiary? That that seems like the next step. I, I have I have looked into that. It's very mm-hmm. it's super easy to start an LLC or even to incorporate in Utah. Uh-huh. It's much more difficult in Japan. But to but to start a subsidiary in Japan is you have to go through the same process of starting a new company essentially. So do that. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you have good legal counsel? Um, I've done a lot of research, and I go to career counselors, I feel like, every week. But, yeah, but hardly Japanese specialization. Yeah, because this is, you know, this is what lawyers get paid to do, and there are people that specialize in this kind of stuff, and I'm not one of them. But and they're expensive, no doubt. That's probably why you're you've delayed to that, and I can understand that. But there are people that could slice that knot with a, you know, a half an hour phone call in terms of having done that kind of thing. I would think. Um, yeah, there's there's companies that can help us with the legal work involved with that, but yeah, they're they're a little bit expensive to work with. Yeah. Well, and I, I, to be clear, I'm not. I hear you, but I'm not talking about the legal work. I'm talking about the strategy. Because what you're talking, the issues you're bringing to me are not operational and tactical as much as they are. How do we do this at all? Right? Like, right? I mean, that's what I'm hearing anyway. Like, we've got this idea, and there's money here, but like, you're. This is very murky waters, right? Um, well, if I if I were to simplify it. How do you find a good international partner? Because that's what I mostly need right now. I've, I've done a lot of good research and we've made a couple alternative business plans and approaches to getting started. Uh-huh. But I, fundamentally, I just need somebody on the ground and to 
just find somebody who could be interested in my business. Here in the States or in Japan? In Japan specifically. Because I've done search, I've done searches, but it's hard to build relationships yeah. um, across cultural and language barriers. I speak some Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, you could say I'm conversationally fluent, but I don't mm-hmm. have quite the business level of Japanese. Right. Yeah, that's, that's another level for sure. I go back to the law firms. Law firms specialize in this kind of stuff. Most lawyers will talk to you for half an hour or so just to get acquainted if they see potential business there. If you really do have the business that you think you have, I would think that you could uh, network into some of those sort of things. Um, Yeah, half an hour conversation or an hour, just ask a question or two. I mean, that's a very common research tactic that I recommend to my founders. If you want to learn something, you don't have the money, then call three or four firms. Two of them will return your call if you sound like a client and just ask them questions, and, you know, and see what they'll tell you. And then, you know, if it works out, then, you know, hopefully you build a relationship and become a client. I mean, they, they're in the business of providing information. The other suggestion is if you talk to the American Chamber of Commerce in Tokyo or the American Consul, uh, Trade Service, those kind um, of I have, I have um, email messaged a few people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not all of them have gone back to me. It's the seat of government. Well, there's that. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, but there's folks that are there specifically to help. You know, the American Commercial Service is is there to help do these kinds of things. And again, I, I would. Yeah, the, the other complication is that my company focuses on real estate in the Japanese countryside. We're trying to get tourism there to revitalize some of the old Japanese towns. Oh, fun. So um, that's, kind of, that's another barrier. Like that we have because most of the companies that work with foreigners are centralized in Tokyo. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I've given you about all I've got. That's such a specialized question, but hopefully some. Air, no, I, some I'm sorry. I suppose a more generalized question was better. Yeah. Well, there's people responding to you in the chat room though, so go ahead and and if you haven't seen it today, go and watch the replay later, and uh, maybe there'll be some ideas for you there. Um, there are plenty of uh, plenty of good ideas in the world. Uh, and I think yours sounds very intriguing, uh, just complicated. So, so good luck. It was nice to meet you, though. Right Thank you. Okay. So who else do we have? Um, let's see here, guys. So what do we got? Oh, it's over an hour already. Okay. So I think we're going to have to wrap up here fairly soon. Um, Andrew, uh, if you're backstage there still. If you wanted to talk about uh, – if you want to talk some more, turn on your camera. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and otherwise, I'll go through the chat here, and then we'll wrap things up. But let's just see, what am I missing in the chat? We had enough people on camera today. Didn't get to uh, talk through the chat room very much. Okay, so let's – sorry, guys. Let me just uh, – come on here. High-tech stuff sometimes, man. <clears throat> sorry, guys. I need to drink something here. <clears throat> Julia says, uh, as a non-technical founder with an event management software startup, are investors willing to invest while I'm searching for a strong technical co-founder and team? Julie, if you're still here, the answer is no. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, I mean, if you're amazing, uh, anything is possible, right? Um, that's All of us that do this are here to support people like you. We want you to succeed, but at the same time, it's a business for us, and we can't just hand out money to people who don't have any, haven't proven anything yet, to be honest, right? I mean, that's the truth, and most most investors won't um, tell you that, but that's the case. So um, everybody's afraid of missing out on the next big deal. So if you are um, 
you know, if you are the next big thing, then awesome. Um, but they won't tell you the truth, maybe. <laughs> so um, that's the truth. Okay, I'm having trouble here with the... Um, no, that's not the one I wanted. Hang on. Oh, that's why. Okay. Uh, hang on, guys. Sorry. Uh, trying to... Okay, there's there's one that's useful. Okay. Anyway, sorry, muttering to myself. That's very attractive. Sorry about that. Okay, so Julia, yeah, so hang in there. But most investors have a job to do, and that's to protect the money of their investors. Most investors don't invest their own money, don't forget. They are uh, investment vehicles. They have limited partners, and they have to protect that money and make more for it. So these days, there's just so many people starting businesses, and it's so easy to put up a website and claim to be a business that you really have to demonstrate a little more uh, than an idea and, um, and, and some technical skills. Uh, and especially if you don't have the technical partner, that's, that's important because, of course, somebody needs to build this stuff. But we'd be happy to work through that with you at these like, masterminds workshops. That's the kind of thing we talk about, and maybe we can help put you in touch with some resources. All right, so what else we got here? Uh, okay. Okay. Da, 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 da. Hang on, guys. How, Gerard, Gerard. Hey, Gerard. How do we get one-on-one -on -one investor meetings? Mm, you go and meet investors at events like uh, like the Tech Week we just had. Um, you can go and make friends. That's the best way. Uh, you, of course, you can cold email, but that's never quite as effective. A good way to get investors is to um, have a good attorney who's connected with those folks. Well, and actually, you know what, Gerard? Uh, let me do this again. That's kind of why I'm building this thing, Startup Investors Directory. This site has contact info, as best we could find anyway, and it's not going to guarantee you a meeting, but the fact is we've got dozens and dozens of filters so that you can filter down to exactly the kinds of people that have had success in this space before, in your space, I mean, and approaching, approaching an investor with a cold spam is not going to work. But if you can email and say, hi, I see that you invested in this company and you went to this school where my cousin goes and we both live in this neighborhood and like they can tell that you personalized it, that's much more likely to get a response, even if it's a no. And the other thing to do, of course, is not to just ask for money or maybe even ask for the meeting, but to ask for referrals, right? You say, hey, I'm doing this kind of thing. Would you happen to know anybody that does things like that? And, of course, if they say, well, I do stuff like that, let's have a meeting, that's awesome. But they may say, you know, I don't or I'm not, the timing isn't right or whatever or we're invested in three of your competitors. But they may say, you should call this person, you know, call her or call him you know, and you can use my name. That's kind of the thing you're after really is that kind of referral and warm introduction. And the way to fake a warm introduction is personalizing uh, if you can't get a first first uh personalized introduction. Uh, okay, so there's another one. Um, okay, Julia, yeah, I did that one, okay. Uh, da -da -da -da. I see uh, Anandya, uh, Singh, Obi, you and Gerard are corresponding there, great. Good, guys help each other in the chat room. Uh, Brian Carew Hopkins, I think you were from, uh, from Western Australia, right? Brian, um, he's looking to connect with an experienced advisor. Very cool. Um, David, I just saw that pop in the chat room. Startupinvestorsdirectory.com. Startupinvestorsdirectory.com. And the trial code, I'm covering that with my finger, sorry. Free trial SID launch. Okay, there you go. 
I hope that's helpful. And we love your feedback. Like I said, this is still, it's a work in progress. It's, it's not perfect by any means, but I'm trying to democratize access to a lot of this information so that more people can participate. Okay, Roxanne, we did that. Let's see. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Aravind says, hello, sir. I'm Aravind. I have an idea model related to stock brokering firm and takes about 200,000 US dollars in India. So can I find an investor or co-founder before starting and run? Uh, Aravind, I'm sorry, I don't know enough about it. Probably not, though. <laughs> you need to build a team and have something worth investing in. People ask me all the time, how do we get um, people to invest in us? And the answer is be investable, right? You've got to look like a company. You've got to look like somebody that I want to give money to that I think they're going to give me the money back tenfold, right? This is not that hard, guys. You know, if you think that, I don't know, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to share expertise or experience here. If you think that your idea and your smile is going to get you funded, it's not. You've got to build a business. Um, okay. Um, Oh, there's Gerard. Yep. Uh, Scott, you mentioned the days of pitching to strangers uh, is long gone. Does that mean we shouldn't be working as much on refining business plans and pitch decks? You know what? I think I can put that up. There we go. There we go. Here's Gerard on stage. Does that mean we shouldn't be working as much on refining business plans and just go after revenue instead? Yes! That is the answer. Gerard gets the, Gerard wins the prize. Um, yeah, guys, this is business. Um, it's, you know, for a long time, it was almost like performance art, <laughs> like creating decks and doing presentations and stuff. And um, it turns out it's about the revenue or at least customer feedback. You've got to have something that looks like revenue. This is kind of what I was talking about with Brad earlier. Use your milestone money, sorry, your, your early stage money to create milestones that demonstrate something that looks like a business. Again, be investable. Right, what are you going to do that makes you look like you're going to make money? That, that's all there is to this. Um, so, uh, and I will be the first to, uh, to damn myself, right? I mean, my first company, I mentioned earlier, I spent over $100,000 on my own credit cards. And this is in the 90s when $100,000 was worth like, I don't know, $300,000 today or something. And I spent a couple years basically polishing my business plan, right? And we built some little websites and stuff, but it was all theoretical based on if we build it, they will come. And uh, it turns out a beautiful business plan doesn't, didn't even work then. I mean, the media makes it sound like they used to give money away. They nobody ever gave money away. Don't feel bad. That's bullshit. Um, this is business. Uh, so, yeah, focus on milestones that demonstrate that you are uh, achieving something and that you are turning it, uh, people's money into more money. That's how it works. All right. Um, uh, da, 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 I think, okay, what's that one? Um, Grace. Hey, Grace. Uh, if that's the same Grace Chang, I know. What's your take on fundraising? Yeah, somebody asked me about uh, SCB. Okay, let's put that one up. Grace, nope. Sorry, Grace, I almost blocked you. That wasn't what I was trying to do. There. Okay, fundraising climate. So, yes, uh, Angels VCs and is it affected by the SCB collapse? Yes, um, things, are, things are ugly. Things are getting worse. Everyone was hit by the stock market drop last spring and the crypto crash. Right, so a lot of angel investors have pulled back. I've pulled back because a lot of my um, liquid fund assets went away. Right, so yes, angel investors are pulling back for sure. 
You've got this uh, crisis in the banking system, a lack of credibility or, or transparency or um, faith in the future of the banks. I think it's overblown, honestly. You saw what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. They're fine, honestly. I mean, unless you were trying to make payroll that Friday, I think most people are okay. And it turns out the government's going to guarantee all of it. So uh, these things can spread rapidly, but a lot of that was... Uh, catastrophizing, I think is the word, like making it into a catastrophe that turned out not to happen. So, uh, but it was, it was fair warning to all of us, diversify your assets, be careful, et cetera, et cetera. And certainly the risk controls at, at SVB uh, needed some, looks like needed some improvement. Uh, on the other hand, Silicon Valley Bank is a great bank. They've been very friendly, very supportive of my efforts personally. They're a sponsor of my startup council, great people, and um, we wish them all the best. But yeah, it's put a chill into the market. So, um, what I think is really happening, and this is, this is what I would be careful about. Investors are looking for longer runways. They want to know that you have enough money in the bank that you can last till the next round. And ideally that you have the next round set up as you grow, right? I'm talking early stage, pre-seed, seed, even series A. They want to know that you're going to be set up for the A, the B, the C round, or whatever it is you need to grow. Having that kind of visibility in this market is difficult. So yeah, it's, it has a chilling effect for sure. The other problem is I mentioned that um, angel investors are pulling back. VCs are pulling back some as well because they may have committed capital from their limited partners, but the, um, they haven't necessarily called all that capital. And, and a lot of it hasn't been marked to market necessarily. There's this weird thing of like there's all this dry powder in the market, which means there's capital that supposedly has been allocated to early stage companies, but it hasn't necessarily been marked to market to reflect the huge drops in valuations in private market companies, or if it was stored in public securities, the huge drops in the stock market. Um, so that dry powder may not be quite as dry or accessible, I guess is what I'm trying to say, as people pretend, especially because a lot of it may be needed for, for workouts and follow-on rounds for those VCs to prop up their existing companies which is not something that was uh, as necessary a couple years ago. And then, of course, you've got the, the mere fact that interest rates have gone up, which means that, hey, I can put money in the bank and get several percent interest now, basically risk-free, as opposed to, and liquid, as opposed to putting it in a, some startup that might take six or eight or ten years to come back uh, with an unknown return, right? I mean, there's this risk-reward ratio, right? So, yeah, a lot of all other alternatives, and uh, the market is not looking good. The, despite all that negativity, though, sorry, that was my full report, Grace. Um, despite all that, though, this is the time. This is the time to build. There is a lot of money out there. A lot of people have now made careers out of doing this kind of stuff, so they want the deal flow. Um, and this is when scrappy entrepreneurs really can make things happen. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up. I would just be more targeted. You need to find the kind of investors who do your stuff, who want to do your stuff, who are still doing your stuff. Don't just spray and pray, but find those investors and, and build the relationships. Even if you can't raise the money now, now is when the relationships are being built. So you've got, you know, say there's no venture funding for the next 18 months. Well, everybody's still going to have lunches and play golf and go to conferences, right? Build the relationships. And even if you can't raise money now, when things turn around, you'll have the relationships. And it's relationships that, need, uh, that you need to raise money. Whew. Okay, I really am going to drink that water. Okay, 115. We've got to wrap this up here. Let's see. Um, uh, da -da -da. Oh, hey, Brittany. Sorry if 
if uh, Kendall's still here. Kendall, did you see that advice from Brittany? Brittany is a local banker who I met recently, and she actually runs uh, foreign exchange for a bank near here. And she's, uh, you should chat with your bank about um, hedging your currency risk because you're gonna, you may be on that already. But Brittany is in the uh, um, chat room there on YouTube. It looks like. So um, that's if you you probably are on that, but that's a great point, Brittany, because yeah, you want to hedge that stuff if you can. Um, okay, so let's see. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Okay, I'm going to bring uh, Andrew's been very patient here. Let's bring Andrew on, and then I'll wrap up in the chat room, and we'll try to be out of here in another few minutes. You still with me, Andrew? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so what? Uh, I'm sorry, I've forgotten what you wanted to talk about. Can you remind me? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. The, just to get some idea, so we developed a SaaS builder. It's a, a already pre-built components for any SaaS platform, and it's quite an expensive tool and low-cost tool, and it requires high check. And um, we have a few customers, but we uh, I've seen the same question in the room, uh, how to get uh, the first big customer uh, to your B2B startup, and uh, do you have any advice or tricks? Because we all of the, all, all of us have some experience, but uh, probably you have some interest in. Okay, um, so business to business, big company customers. That's that's what we're asking. Okay. Right. Yeah. My first career actually was as an investment banker, and I spent many years in New York um, doing that. So I, I do surprisingly, I do have opinions. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, so let me, let me back up here. So the, the trick of course is to find the right person, right? The, the, in big companies, there's a thousand people and a lot of them are thousands of people and they often have similar titles. So, uh, Andrew, you've been doing this a while, so I apologize if this is basic for you, but for anybody listening, this is a common question. If you haven't come from a big company, it's hard to imagine how many people there are in big companies that kind of overlap and may not even be clear themselves how they differentiate from each other, or they may do it uh, only for a specific region or a specific vertical or a specific um, currency even, right? I mean, these things are broken down in, in very small buckets sometimes. So finding the right person can be the job, honestly, because sometimes they actually have budgets waiting for you if you can just find the right. So finding the person is a business development or a corporate development is, is a big challenge. So a couple things. Um, well, LinkedIn obviously is is the Facebook of business these days, right? We've all um, found out that LinkedIn is actually very effective. And speaking of that, if you haven't, please come over and follow us at the Startup Council. You'll hear more about this in the future. Uh, or you can find me even. Um, I'm happy to hear from you. Please leave me a message as to why you're reaching out to me. Because of my books and stuff, I get all kinds of inbound on LinkedIn. But I try to only link to people I actually kind of know. <laughs> so if you have some connection, please let me know. Um, so finding the right person is a challenge. So um, I've got a couple, well, there's two, there's lots of advice about this, right? And you can pay on LinkedIn and in-mail people and, right, and there's lots of sales training websites and da da da, da. Uh, Here's two of my, my favorite tactics. One is organizations and associations. So there are organizations for almost anything these days, even if it's just one person with a website that claims to be the association for that industry. Those people know everybody. Uh, so I would get on those mailing lists, find as many of those as I can, and start going to their events. And then once you see the people that show up in those newsletters or on those blogs, you find them on LinkedIn and make friends. It's all about friends. And try to network your way through. 
the classic advice, as you guys know, I'm sure, is don't if you ask for uh, money, you'll get advice. Ask for advice, you'll get money. So don't go and ask them for a sale. You ask them for, hey, do you know who in your organization does this? Can you direct me to the person that might be interested in that? And kind of work your way through and just be friendly. I mean, this is, this is the good part of social media. It can be social, and you can honestly be friendly about it, and hopefully you can work your way into something. Those organizations tend to have annual conferences that bring all those people in one place, and that's a great way to meet people. I'm an investor in a startup right now that is building their whole business based on uh, going to uh, facilities management conferences. They have a B2B uh, SaaS platform that helps buildings manage their infrastructure and utility usage and, and maintenance and that kind of stuff. So they're going to like, I don't remember the names, but like the Facility Builders Convention uh, Association Conference. Like, But there's one in Massachusetts, there's one in Texas, there's one in California, and they're just meeting everybody by doing that. Uh, and then, of course, it turns out there's an international version of that as well. So that kind of thing, if you can get in the mix, is, is a great way to get out face-to-face. Another one, this is one of my secret ones. Is, is, am I on the right track here, Andrew? Is this useful? Sorry, you muted. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, okay. All right, I'll keep going then. Um, the, uh, the other one, which is really a, sneak, a sneak, sneaky uh, secret weapon thing, is if you start a podcast. Because I've found that people will react very differently if you call their office or email them and say, hi, I'd like to do a demo for you of my, you know, product. And you're like, whatever, right? But you get a very different reaction. Even if you call senior people and you say, hi, I'm Scott from the, uh, you know, Yoga Ball Association, and we have a podcast, and we want to talk to you, you know, your boss about yoga balls. And Mr. Yoga Ball is going to say, oh, well, yeah, maybe, and at least they'll consider it, right, because this is a media opportunity. And that is a great way to network in your industry, both uh, inbound and outbound, because you get uh, the lady who's the founder of the Yoga Ball Company on your show, makes you look good, and then you promote that, and suddenly you're the center of the Yoga Ball manufacturing community because you are a media figure. And people have a deeply wired um, respect for celebrity. I don't know why, but like we're all pack animals essentially, right? And the, 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 alpha, the alpha person who has the microphone, everybody is just a little bit, you know, it just gets you that little extra, oh, that might get you the meeting. So um, if you haven't done uh, that, that's a thing to do. Or a YouTube channel. I mean, podcast is you know, not necessarily the only venue these days. A YouTube channel and Instagram, whatever. Something that puts you at the center of the conversation can actually attract business to you, uh, especially if you get some of the leaders in that uh, industry to come up and be involved with your presentation that shares information about the industry. So how's that? Interesting? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, especially the last one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doubting to start some YouTube channel, but you know that you need to invest a lot. First of all, your time and you yeah. think about this or develop your, uh, your core. That's right. Well, here, I'll give you, I'll give everybody a secret, a secret, secret, well, not so secret. There, I just put in the chat, radioguestlist.com. Radioguestlist.com is a site that I started 15 years ago when I, yeah, maybe more. It's um, when I was promoting my books, I was trying to get on podcasts. So I started a business bringing podcasters together. And um, anyway, it's been running for 15 years. It's free. Uh, and you can go and you can, if you if you were to have a show, and this is true for anybody listening, a YouTube show, a TV show, we have TV shows, radio shows, podcasts, whatever, you can come and list your show and then say, I want to interview guests 
about yoga balls or space tech or SaaS platforms, whatever it is, and then people will email you and offer to be on your show. So it puts it connects people together, uh, and it's been doing so for 15 years, quite quite successful actually. So that's a secret weapon. It makes it really easy. So there we go. Um, nice to see you, Andrew, and I uh, hope to see you again soon. Uh, you. You're in town. All right. So we are way over time here, but that's good. We've got a bunch of good people here today, and that's why I do this. I'd like to meet you guys, and I hope this is helpful. Um, in my experience, not many people just will tell you what's actually happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a founder than I am an investor. I spend more of my time investing than founding these days. But um, having the perspective on both sides is why I write my books and why I do this kind of stuff. I, I think everybody, just, you deserve the truth. You deserve the truth. Okay, so let's see. Um, we'll go through our chat here to wrap things up, and um, yeah, I think we've got some more questions. Let's see. Oh, let me just, before I forget, um, talk about our sponsors again, the Women's Business Center in Orange County here in California. But there are women's business centers across the country, and they will help you for free. Even if you're not a woman, you can go there and uh, have a good time uh, with free consulting advice. Very useful and uh, friendly folks. And uh, Cake Equity, they'll help you manage your stock options platform and issue options to contractors and employees all around the world, manage your cap table. A super painful process usually, but Cake makes it simple and easy, and you can even get a nice discount there. They're very low cost. They're kind of like Carta, but way easier and cheaper. <laughs> so if that's helpful, hope you'll go there. Uh, if you're watching this later in the replays, um, you can uh, post on uh, YouTube or LinkedIn, uh, find me and post a question on the recording and uh, we'll try to help you as well. Happy to do that. Okay, so let's get back to our chat here. Um, okay, yeah, and then join the email list. Okay, so we're going to keep going here. Let's see. Well, there's my friend Kent. Hey, Kent, nice to see you. Thank you, sir. Doing the, doing the thing, right? You've seen me do this a few times. And uh, a lot of great people. Thanks, everybody, for showing up. It's more fun the more you ha we have. And please do tell your friends. I do this every month. Um, David says, truth is tough, but so helpful. Thank you. Yeah, that's the idea, man. It's just like people that, yeah, whatever. I'm, you get the idea. <laughs> you got the vibe. Okay. Um, RadioGuestList.com, good resource. Athena says, I recommend starting with, uh, why can't I get this chat to scroll? Hang on, guys. I saw my friend Athena there. Man. They make these scroll bars so tiny, and I'm trying to, I think they think you're on a laptop, but I don't want to do this on a laptop. Okay, there we go. Okay. Um, okay, we did Arvind. Okay, Gerard, Grace did Grace, yep. Uh, Roxanne, nice to meet you. Um, uh, da -da. Oh, Kirk and Kendall. Um, you can contact me if you guys want to uh, set something up. Um, all of you, I guess, really can contact me through um, uh, startupcouncil.org. There's a, a contact form there. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, David says, asking for the money to go into a Japanese startup increases the percentage of people that will say no. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. That's just it. it makes it way complicated. Because we also, we didn't even talk, Kendall, about the repatriation of profits, right? If they make money in Japan, how do we get it back, right? It's, it's, it's very complicated. You really need good legal counsel on this, I think, um, um, or people like Brittany who really know the FX market. 
Um, Brian, can you review my three-minute video pitch deck if I share it with you on LinkedIn? Brian, I'm sorry. I, I get so many of those, I really can't. I do most of my uh, – I try to help everybody through these public events. I can help a lot of people at once. If you want to um, – I don't know quite how to how to skin that cat, but um, come to the Masterminds next week on the 12th. Uh, we actually – people do pitches, and we didn't really get to that today, actually, but people will practice their pitch, and maybe we can work something in there. Um, Let's see. Syed says, we don't need to raise money. We don't need to raise money, but how to get the first customer, MVP, some small company. Okay, so this is exactly, this is what uh, Andrew was asking as well. We kind of covered this, but the first customer is key. I think one of the things that I would share is that when you're a systems-minded person, uh, like I am, you tend to want everything to scale and you build everything so that it can just, you know, expand on its own, especially in software, grow organically. But in the early stages, you got to be willing to just pick up the phone, you know, and do things that don't scale. You just got to like walk into the office. You got to go to that, you know, conference and shake some hands and talk them into it because it's the cold start problem. We've talked about this a third time, I think, in this session. You've got to get those first few and they lead to the rest, right? So um, you just got to go out and, and hustle, man. Uh, no, no good answer. I hopefully gave you some unusual tips there a few minutes ago in the conversation with Andrew. And there's lots of advice about that stuff online as well. Uh, researching the investor definitely works, uh, CJ says. I did that once with a Shark Tank guy. There you go. Yeah, everybody likes to be talked to like a human. You know, the problem with a lot of um, outreach is that it's just so impersonal. Like, why would we pay attention? You know, you don't pay attention to us. Why would we pay attention to you? Uh, if you personalize it, you'll have much, much better luck. Uh, Roxanne says, thanks. I'll join you again next time. Great. Um, go ahead, Roxanne. You can find me, everybody. I'm... Um, LinkedIn.com slash Scott Fox author. Uh, you're welcome to say hello over there. Uh, Julia says, thanks for the honesty. I built an MVP with contracted devs, and it's difficult to build our next MVP without funding. Um, we're timed out at 90 minutes here on Blog Talk Radio, so thanks for listening to the podcast version. We'll see you next time. Okay, that's for, the, for our podcast friends. For those of you watching video, we've got a couple more minutes. Julia says, Difficult to build our next MVP without funding. We have 34,000 followers and supporting. And you just need a tech co-founder. Julia, congratulations. That's some great hustle. Uh, hope you told everybody in the chat room here what you're doing. Uh, and again, come to the Masterminds next week, uh, the 12th, sorry, April 12th, uh, mastermindsoc.org, and we'll see if we can find you a co-founder. Um, that's tough to do. I mean, that's great that you have, you've actually built it, that you're a step ahead of where I thought you were. Having technical devs on the case means that you're not without tech, which is way better than just an idea. So um, maybe one of those could be a co-founder. I don't know. You've probably thought this through. It's not an easy thing. But the best way is to get out in forums like this. Oh, actually, you know what? Y Combinator has a quite a good co-founder matching. I don't know if you've seen that. Maybe somebody can dig it up and post it in the chat room. There's a uh, Y Combinator, I forget what it's called. It's pretty much co-founder matching service, right? You, it's kind of like a LinkedIn or a dating thing. You put in a profile, and they'll literally send you emails of people that might be matches and stuff. It's pretty slick, and it's free. So I don't remember the uh, URL offhand, but, but you can find that. Uh, I'm sure if you Google it, or maybe somebody can even post it for us before we wrap up here. But it's quite good. Okay. Um, Athena says, oh, <laughs> Julie says, I'm on YC co-founder matching right now. No luck yet. Okay. Well, change your profile, right? I think this is like online dating, right? Change your 
change your description, change your uh, your photo, change your I don't know, you know, just or relist, right? I mean, it's just like giving something away on Craigslist or something, right? You change the listing, maybe that'll maybe that'll help. Okay, so uh, Athena says, right, that's a good point. Okay, so this is back to B two B help picking a specific industry first. That's a great tip. Actually, this goes back to what Andrew was ask, uh, asking about in Syed as well. Don't try to be all B two B, right? Pick you know, the air conditioning industry or ski manufacturing or lawn furniture or whatever your thing is, right? Pick that and um, land and expand is the phrase people use. Find some contacts in one niche and make friends and then expand outwards. You'll, you'll have a lot better luck and your networking will uh, multiply. You'll grow faster your contact network effect, right? If you're in a specific niche. That's a great point, uh, Athena. Okay. So I think that that may be it. Plausible. That's Leanne, I think, right? You're welcome. Okay, so nice to be here. Let me just wrap up. Thanks to our sponsors. Yeah, da 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 da. Well, help me out, okay? So that if you enjoyed this, please will you like and subscribe and comment on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm doing this for fun and for free and um we can have more people here, right? Um, the views on these things tend to get like 150 or 200 views, but there's no reason they couldn't have 2,000, right? So if you would um, and you don't mind, please click like and subscribe, tell a friend. Those little tweaks to the algorithm really do make a difference, and um, I could use your help so that I can help more of you. So there you go. Nice to meet you guys. Hope to see you again. Um, get on the mailing list if you haven't, and um, there it is. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here with me. This has been another exciting edition of Startup Office Hours with me, Scott Fox, presented by the Startup Council, Cake Equity, and the Women's Business Center. Thanks for watching. See you again, I hope.